0: Hey guys, it's Kathy. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I just want to share with you what's been going on for me the last few days. I decided in the middle of everything that's been happening that I really needed to slow down. It started a couple months ago. I was just realizing I was just so anxious and just busier and busier and busier. And I feel like in our culture, busy is so glorified. And people tell you, oh my gosh, you're crushing it. That's amazing. And you get you get all this praise for your business, like getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And um, it's easy to fall into being in such a workaholic. And so it started a few months ago. I started seeing a cognitive behavioral therapist and she said, okay, you're gonna do a little bit less this week and you're going to walk every day. And at first it was so hard like to pull myself away from the pattern of working and working and working and just taking a walk at first was so difficult. And then I started to do it every day. And I started to realize how much I needed that time to walk without my phone for an hour, for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, just to get that space To really find that space. And then it just started to feel like I needed to really take a break. And over the last few days, I decided to just stop and I took my kids to Disneyland. And we spent one day just by the pool, which was great. And then we spent another couple days just really making new memories. And it's so fun to see your three year old experience Disney for the first time. And all my girls just, loved it so much. And I wasn't on my phone. And I have to give a big shout out to my team because they said, yes, we really want you to breathe, go live more. That's why you have a team. And so I just feel so restored. And I've been realizing more and more that our own healing should be our number one priority. And what's fascinating is that there's always a next level There's always an up level in terms of how you can expand, how you can find more peace, more well being, more balance. And I'm just excited to keep peeling back the layers of the onion. And I see some friends of mine, podcasters who used to live in LA and then moved out to a small town. And I've been thinking, like, I wonder, gosh, I wish I could just have conversations like I do on my podcast. And Write books and host retreats, and in between, just walk and soak up this beautiful world that God made and just be more and learn how to catch my breath. So, if you guys live in a super cool city and you want to tell me about it, DM me on Instagram and let me know. Send me a picture of your city. I really would love to see the towns where you guys live, and I'd love to hear about different parts of the world because. I was born on the East Coast and then I've been out on the West Coast for, I can't believe, 16 years. And it's like that question of like, could it be different? Could there be more? And I remember asking myself that question about work, you know, like when I got dropped from the record label and I was working a day job and I found myself two and a half years later feeling like, wait, is this all there is? And I started asking that question, like, why does it have to be this way? Just because a lot of people model this for us can't there be another way? And I'm starting to feel like, can't there be another way where where life feels like you get to catch your breath more, where that's the new norm? And I posted on Instagram the other day, whatever you are not changing, you are choosing. And I feel like I'm starting to change. I'm starting to decide like, oh yeah, maybe even this can change. Maybe I don't have to be anxious. I think a lot of us have this idea that Being successful means you have to work hard. There's some like glory in it, but maybe the more that we heal and catch our breath, we can even do more good. And another awesome thing that's going on is that my book is coming out in less than three weeks. Less than three weeks. Um, My book comes out November 12th. It'll be everywhere you can buy books. And November 11th, which is the day before the book comes out, I am doing a free workshop how to quit your day job. It is all the steps to really figuring out what is it that you want to do? How do you get clear about that? How do you figure out who it's for, who you're serving? How do you figure out how to really make the offer and scale it? Whether you're quitting your day job or you already quit and you want to grow this thing to be bigger, this Workshop is free. It's two hours. I will leave time for Q&A and I'll help you look at what the steps are and what the benchmarks are so that if you are at a job right now and you'd love to leave, what are the things that you can do to make the best use of your time at your day job so that you can build the runway and quit that job? sometime in 2020, six months, five months, eight months, a year, but we can figure out what you can be doing now to really make this grow and get it off the ground. And if you already quit, we can go over what the steps are to really helping you scale and grow and soar. So if you want a link to that, there's going to be a link in the show notes. All you have to do is buy two copies of the book. So if you already bought one, then you're halfway there. Buy another copy for a friend. You can even buy the audio version if you already bought one copy. uh, Whatever version you want, just go ahead, buy two copies, and you can get in on this live two-hour workshop, which will be really exciting because it'll be held the day before the book comes out. So I'm sure I'll be giving you guys a live play-by-play of what's happening the day before the book launch. Uh, So exciting. So it also helps me so much if you guys pre-order the book. We are so close to hitting our goal. It'll be a given that we'll be on the New York Times bestseller list. And I would so appreciate your support. So now's the time. So go ahead and pre-order the book and then go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash book bonus so that you can enter your info so we can send you the information for this workshop. There's also a link in the show notes if you forget that. Also, if you guys want me to do a workshop for you and your friends, I could do it over Zoom video. If you have a few friends, you want to get together and you guys want to order some books, I am open to all kinds of things. If you want me to come to your city and speak at your place of employment, I know a lot of companies like to have an inspirational speaker to come. And we could talk about how to grow the business. We can talk about how to find more well-being. We can talk about so many different things about empathy and serving your customer and different creative ways that your company can create content to grow the business if you have an organization or a church group or your friends in your synagogue or your school and you want me to come out for your business chamber of commerce or networking events, any ideas that you have, if you want me to come speak, I'm definitely open to that. So you can DM me or email us at hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com with any ideas. Um, also, I'm still doing a few more one-on-one coaching sessions. And instead of paying me, you can just buy a chunk of books. If you want information on that, you can DM me on Instagram at kathy.heller or you can email me hello at don't keepyourdayjob.com. So let's get to today's episode. Ayana Angel is here. She's incredible. She's an author, speaker, entrepreneur, and podcaster, and she created an entire podcast network because she is such a doer. Her book is called Quit Playing Small, and it gives you the strategies and advice on how to flip the self-doubts in your head, start taking control of your days, and feed your spirit with thought-provoking inspiration so you can quit playing small and start living up to your full potential. Ayana is also the host of the amazing podcast Switch, Pivot, or Quit, where she shares her tips and interviews seasoned professional women who provide clarity, practical tactics, and help listeners walk away with actionable items for improving their personal and professional lives. I think you're going to love her show so definitely go subscribe to that. And if it's not enough, she also founded Maisie Media, a media company that's creating content and podcasts for women of color with a focus on business, beauty, personal growth, health, and wellness. It's no surprise that she's been featured in major places like Forbes, Career Contessa, Create and Cultivate, Girl Boss, and Entrepreneur, to name a few. Hearing how courageously she's stepping into each new side hustle and every new colossal venture is so inspiring. And there's just so much to learn from her wisdom. So without further ado, please welcome the extraordinary... Ayana Angel. Hey, Ayana, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh gosh,
1: thank you so much for having me, Kathy. I appreciate it.
0: I'm so excited. I want to talk about you. I want to talk about your all the cool things that you discuss on your podcast. You're helping so many people. Will you tell us a little bit about what made you get to this place
1: where you are now? Sure. So my journey looks like me not knowing what I wanted to do, okay. but, <laughs> but knowing that I had more of a creative spirit, but my parents obviously would not pay for a creative degree. So I ended up getting my degree in marketing and I felt like that could give me enough of a foot in the door with just being creative, but then also having that business side. So right. I ended up going into PR because I fell into an internship and I liked it. And I ended up doing that for a number of years, found myself in New York doing sports entertainment PR. And then being in New York makes you feel like an underachiever if you're not doing more than one thing. So Totally. Yeah. So I immediately had this spirit of like, oh my gosh, I need to be doing something else in addition to my nine to five. So I eventually started a jewelry line on the side and that was partially because that fulfilled that creative need that I wanted. And that opened up my world to just all the possibilities of what I could be doing. And so I realized that PR wasn't gonna be my everything. Doing the jewelry business, we were able to do like photo shoots and all these amazing things. We had Beyonce wear our jewelry. No way. <laughs> yes. Oh <Ray>. my God. <laughs> yes, yes, it was amazing. Like I in her, in this video, I think it's the song's called party. And I remember rushing home from work to see the premiere of the video and being like, Oh, oh my God, that's our earrings. That our crazy. That's awesome. Yes. Thank you. And so that just kind of gave me that intro that I needed to just kind of say, you can do more. So my business partner and I decided that the jewelry business, it wasn't lucrative enough. We didn't have enough of a stronghold in the space and We decided to let it go. And I was just like, okay, what am I going to do next? Because now I know that I'm not going to be doing PR forever. It's just not fulfilling enough. Yeah, I got it. So I went on this whole journey of just kind of self-discovery, just more so following my own intuition. And that just sort of took me back to the roots of who are you as a person? You're a writer, you're a creative writer, you love to do that. Maybe you should try and write a book. Maybe you should just go for it. Yeah. So I did. And I spent like nine months while I was still working writing this book. And eventually, when I was pretty much done with it, I decided to quit my job and take this chance in this huge leap of faith and just say, I believe in myself that I can get this book traditionally mm. published. And four months later, I was so blessed to be able to have the opportunity to have Simon and Schuster, one of their imprints published the book. And then the journey really just started from there because that's when I started encountering so many people who I didn't realize were living like me. They weren't fulfilled with what they were doing day to day. And they were so inspired by my story and the fact Mm -hmm. that I just took a chance on myself. Mm. And I realized how impactful my story could be on other people and how much people needed to hear these stories and I needed to tap into this conversation. And that's how the podcast was born.
0: I love it. What a beautiful story. Gosh, you are Mm -hmm. such a doer and so courageous. And I love how it really is so true when Adam Grant was here on the podcast and Mm -hmm. he was talking about how you don't have to say something new if you say something true and you're living proof of like, okay, so maybe I'm not Beyonce, but I have a story to tell and I want to quit Playing Small, which is the name of your book, and people are like, I can never hear it enough. So tell us what the essence of Quit Playing Small, what this book is about.
1: Sure. So Quit Playing Small came from a space of recognizing that although we all get out there and we try our best every day and we achieve some things and we feel like we have some successes and some wins, still there are times where if you really check yourself, you can find yourself playing small. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, if you really pay attention, why didn't you do that one thing that could move the needle? Because in actuality, you're playing small, but, the, but you feel good and you make yourself feel better by the other things that you've done, right? So for me, I said, you know, I need to really tap into this conversation and more so on a day-to-day level. So I wanted to create Quit Playing Small to be that book that you can have in the morning with you where you can read a page or two feel inspired, feel encouraged, maybe get that little kick in the butt that you need and get out the door and be great.
0: Yeah, I love it. And you're so right when you said about a minute ago, you were like, everyone knows on some level, you might be talking about what you did do, but you know, there are things where you sat it out and you were playing small. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Like, how do we identify when we're playing small? What does that really mean? And how do we sort of like push through that upper limit?
1: Sure. Sure. So when you're playing small, there's a couple of things that show up and they're not super obvious, right? So one of them could be always concerned about judgment and what other people are going to say. When you're constantly worried about, oh, what will my family say? What will my colleagues say? What are people going to think if I do this thing? Or if I say that? Or if I try this? That's how you know you're playing small. If you're getting caught up in the drama, You know, all of us, we we like a little bit of gossip. We like a bit of the tea pages. But what that's actually doing when you engage in it too much or the phone calls with your girlfriends, it's pulling you away from the time that you could be spending on doing things that will actually move the needle for you. So it's it's those little things that you think are not a big deal and you think they're not a big thing. But in actuality, they're making a difference because they're distracting you, you know, So another way that you know that you're playing small is if your voice is being silenced or you're silencing yourself. What that can look like is how many times have we been in a meeting, a boardroom meeting, or just a brainstorming meeting among people that we know, and we have this great idea, but we don't say anything. Why is that? Because you're second guessing yourself. You don't think it's going to be good enough. You don't think people will actually appreciate your idea. It's like we have to allow our voices to be heard. We have to allow ourselves to be seen in spaces where we may think we don't even deserve to be. These are all ways that you know that you're playing small. Mm -hmm. And my thing is, I just want you to constantly use Quit Playing Small as your mantra. When you get into a situation where you feel like your idea isn't good enough, or you feel like people are not going to appreciate the gestures that you're doing or the moves that you're trying to make, or you find yourself being distracted by other people very easily, I want you to just tap yourself on the shoulder and remind yourself, quit playing small. Quit playing small.
0: Yeah. It sounds like what came up in a few of these examples you gave is this feeling of like a little bit of imposter syndrome. It's Mm -hmm. like, what are people going to say? Why would I even offer my opinion? Is it good enough? Yeah. It's all different kinds of fear that gets in the way. And like you said, we think, oh, it's not a big deal. The reason I'm not doing it may be because I don't have the right website yet or I just haven't met the right contact. And you're saying, no, 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 no. It's all that stuff. That's what's mm-hmm. playing small.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's all that stuff because the, that internal conversation, that's what we want to try and reframe. And you hear people say mindset shifts and all that, but sometimes that can feel really, really hard. And it can also feel impossible. I have to constantly tell myself, think in favor of yourself. Act as though everything is supposed to go in favor of you because it's so easy to get on that negative train and ask yourself, why would they pick me? Why would they think my stuff is a good idea? Why would they want to give me this money to do X, Y, Z? Why do I deserve that amount of money? Like All these things, but in, in reality, it's like we deserve everything. There's no one who has lived this life before you. You are uniquely you right? So you can't compare and you can't look into the future and say, oh, the Ayana of the future, she didn't get that. So why should I expect it right now? Because ultimately she didn't get that. No, you don't know what your future looks like. There's no one who has run this race before you. So the only thing that you could do is actually show up, quit playing small, put your best effort forward and do what you can for yourself in favor of yourself right now.
0: Yeah, that's so good. And you're so right though, like to meet people where they're at. This mindset work is huge because if people have suffered any kind of loss or grief or rejection, they've internalized at a really early age in a really fundamental way, like I'm not good enough. And when I do put myself out there, this is the negative thing that I I experience. And so everyone's been through that negative stuff. So how were you personally able to rewrite it and break through those limiting beliefs and how do you teach other people to do that?
1: You know, it's a constant journey. I I don't want anyone to think that I am on the other side of it or all these other people are on the other side of it and you're stuck there in limbo trying to work your way through it. No, we're all trying to work our way through it. It's a constant work in progress. And for me, I really do rely heavily on mantras and telling myself things like think in favor of of yourself instead of thinking against yourself all the time. It could be as simple as I get an email about something. Maybe it's an opportunity. I respond back and maybe let's talk money a little bit. Maybe I tell them my rate to do something. And then after I send it, I'm like, why would they pay me that? Am I really worth that? Or what are they going to say? Oh my gosh, I should have said something lower. You know, all of these things. But then I have to tell myself, no, you're worthy. You deserve this. And you have to start really checking in and saying, hey, What have you done? Why did they? They came to you. You are fully deserving of this. So I think it's just constantly being aware, self aware, and aware that you're the person that controls the narrative and that real and those bright red blinking lights that are going off in your head. You're the person that controls that scroll. So either you're going to consciously make an effort to change the scroll or you're going to let it keep blinking the same thing and worry you and not allow you to get to where you want to be actually.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's so true. I mean, a couple of things that come to mind. One is that, you know, our brains were created to solve problems. And so (laughs) everyone's brains are sort of hardwired for negativity. They're looking for danger. So the good things sort of like go in one ear out the other. And then the, the things that are seem dangerous, we sort of replay over and over because it's more stimulating. That's one just like, you know, actual like reality of being a human. And then the other thing is you're absolutely right. Like we have to fill ourselves with people like Ayana. Like we got to listen to you. We got to get <laughs> ahead of it and know that that's the way our brains work. And then I'm sure that's why people who listen to your show, they get so much out of it because you're helping reprogram. You're helping to put other stuff and to feed your brain with with other kinds of things to direct the attention in a more positive, more energizing way. And what I've also learned from my own life is not only mantras, but How about like actual, like what you were saying, like the doing of it? Because in cognitive behavioral therapy, which I've done recently, it's like, yeah, you can talk and talk and talk about that. And that's really helpful. But then you got to just do the new behavior. And through doing it, the clarity of, you know, doing the thing, that's what brings the courage. That's what brings the confidence. Just do the thing. That's where it comes, the action. So let's talk about your show, Switch, Pivot, or Quit. What is it that you really want people to walk away with? And why did you call it that?
1: I call it a switch, pivot, or quit because I realized that I was uniquely in this position to have done just that and also be out there talking about it. I was in this midst of transition before being an entrepreneur, especially being like a digital entrepreneur was all the craze, right? And everybody wanted to do it. I, I felt like very, very alone in this journey and what I was doing. And the fact that I was even having these thoughts about doing more and not just sitting where i was because let's be clear i had this job at the national basketball association the nba right i'm doing publicity i'm traveling from city to city for nba finals i'm at all the nba all-star games managing the red carpets dealing with celebrities all of these things right most people would covet that position oh yeah dream job yes dream job absolutely So who am I to say, actually, I don't want this job anymore. This is not what I want to do for the next 10 years. I need out of this. So for me, a lot of people, their response to me was, are you crazy? What are you thinking? Why would you ever? You know, and I had to have this strength within myself to say, no, this is actually what I think is right for me. And this is what I'm going to do. But it took a lot to find that strength. So when I decided to create the Switch, Pivot, or Quit podcast, the through line for me and the real like sticking point for me was, what would I have wanted to listen to when I was sitting in Midtown Manhattan on Fifth Avenue, 14th floor, at my desk, looking out the window, trying to figure out what's next for me? I wanted to share the stories that would help that woman. I wanted to give her insights. I wanted her to have examples and be able to see how other people were doing things. Even if it wasn't exactly what she wanted to do, maybe it would spark an idea for her. Maybe it would make her make a different decision in the more immediate future. So I created the Switch, Pivot, or Quit podcast specifically for the girl who's sitting at her desk thinking, what am I going to do next?
0: Yeah, I love that. That makes so much sense. And I love how you painted the picture where you were like working at the NBA, hanging out with the celebrities, because truly it took a lot of courage to leave. Because what people call jobs like that is like golden handcuffs. Yes. Right? Because so many people are living in this world where they're saying, well, who am I to leave this? And they're mm-hmm. rationalizing, I got a 401k, I get to do some pretty cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But is it the work you were made to do? Yeah. Right. And we all know when there's something inside of us that we just keep saying, Shh, quiet down, just go away, <laughs> it's a little, like whisper, right? Because yep. there's a part of you that says, I can keep telling myself and convincing myself that it's fine and it's great and it's actually super cool and I'm super lucky and all of these things. And meanwhile, there's something in my heart I know I was put here to do and I'm not doing it. And Mm -hmm. as long as that is still waking you up at night, it doesn't matter what the 401k looks like or how cool the person is you get to work with today. It's not your work. You're not in alignment. And that is freedom, right? Feeling like you're Mm -hmm. living life on your terms is really all we really want all we want. Absolutely. In terms of people who are in a position where they feel like I want to get out of here, what are some (laughs) steps that you give to people to try to make that switch
1: or pivot or quit? Mm -hmm. The first thing I say, and this is just going off of my own experience, I first had to really start getting self-aware and getting in tune with myself and starting to understand and ask the hard questions. Why don't I want to be here? How do you show up in this world? What is in alignment for you? What do you value? If you say that you value time with your family, yet you have a job that requires you to be gone, traveling all the time, then that job and that position does not line up nicely with what you value because it doesn't allow you to spend time with your family. So really start to understand those things, right? Mm -hmm. And then I went into exploration. I started doing everything. I took an acting class, I took a flying trapeze class, I was scared as heck standing up there waiting for this woman to let me go and just fly through the air, and I kept saying, oh my god, are you sure you got me? Do you got me? So, like, I did all (laughs) these crazy things. I also took creative writing classes because I knew that something was pulling me toward writing, so if you feel like something is pulling you in a certain direction, really explore it, really see what it looks like, try it on for size, So I did that. And then I got to work. I knew that if I really actually wanted to write this book, there was no way that I was going to do it if I just depended on the time that I had in the evenings or on the weekends. What I did was I sacrificed. And that's what a lot of people don't like to talk about. In order to get what you want sometimes or to shake things up in your life or do something different, you may have to sacrifice. I get questions all the time where people are like, How do you do both? How do you do multiple things? Or I'm multi-passionate and I also have a nine to five. Well, that may mean that you have to sacrifice some sleep sometime to really try something out. Give yourself a period of time to do it so that you can get to that next level. Right. And if it doesn't get you to that next level, or if it doesn't net the kind of results that you're looking for, then that's when you go in, you reassess, you reevaluate, and you see if this is actually what you should be doing or spending your time yeah. and energy on. Exactly. When I was doing that jewelry line, sometimes I would be up until two, three o'clock in the morning. If we had a huge order to fulfill or a delivery or a fashion show or all these things, but I was sacrificing because I needed to see this thing through to see what it could be. Yeah. So you, you have to really get out there and take some action. You can't just sit around and listen to all the podcasts and all the stories about everybody else. At a certain point, you have to decide that you're going to move as well. And it may feel uncomfortable, but if you're going to quit playing small, you got to be uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, just totally. It. I hear that. I really do hear that. It's like you got to show up. Yeah. Um, what about some of those practical things? Like I know some of our listeners say like, I can't leave even if I have a jewelry line that I've already made some stuff because how am I going to get healthcare or how am I going to replace my income? Like, how did you deal with that? That was scary. And you quit your job.
1: Yeah. I think you have to be realistic about your situation. I am a single woman. I don't have any kids. Now I understand that everybody does not have that situation. So that's where you need to be aware of what your specific situation is and what is feasible for you. You also have to talk to your partner if you're married or if you're in a long-term relationship. Talk to them about what this looks like, about what you're feeling, what you have discovered so far. But I really suggest that you start doing some of the work and trying some things on before you make the major decisions. Once you start trying some things on and really immersing yourself in certain spaces and things, you'll quickly realize if this is something that you actually want to move forward with or not, because you may in all actuality find that actually this thing I thought I liked and this thing I thought I wanted to do. I would much pr- rather prefer, you know, staying where I am. Yeah. Use use your time wisely too. How much free time are you actually wasting doing things that are meaningless toward what you actually want to be doing or achieving? Yeah. yeah that's so amazing. that's that's how I would say it and figure out where can you cut back in your life? Where can you get other people to invest in you? Maybe you can start applying for grants or things like that that can help you in your business ventures or in your efforts to do whatever it is that you're looking to do, even if it's go back to school. Can you start applying for maybe some scholarships or things like that now before you make a big drastic change? Really just think about your circumstance. Everyone's situation is different, but I think it's important for you to assess your situation. And then also, that's where you start seeking out the information, maybe on podcasts and things, to find people who are in a similar situation to you or have A result that you want to have and find out how they did it. I
0: love that. Yeah, success leaves clues. Okay, we're going to just take a quick ad break. Okay, so this episode is sponsored by my book. You guys, you have no idea what it means to me to have your support. If you went out today, each one of you, and pre order the book, this book would not only be on the New York Times bestseller list, but it would make such a splash. We would be on the shelf with all of the great books and all of the authors that have come on the show who you love, like Jen Sincero, who wrote You Are a Badass, and Gretchen Rubin. This book is really designed to help people come home to themselves. And I know that you guys love this podcast because you. You've been there for me and you've been there with me. If you believe in what I'm doing, if you've enjoyed this content that you've been getting for free, which is this podcast, and you think that this podcast is worth 20 bucks, 15 bucks, if you buy the audio copy, then please go ahead, buy a copy and buy another copy for a friend. And then you can also get in on all the great bonuses, which include a link to all the songs of mine that I've played on this show and the two hour live workshop I'm doing on November 11th, which also comes with a Q&A. It would mean the world to me to have your support. Please go ahead and buy the book. I think that you will love it. I think you'll be so proud to give this to a friend and it just might change their life. And having this book will be so cool because if you like this podcast, but you haven't been able to remember every detail of the 200 plus episodes we've done, this book is something you can have by your bedside, which you can take a highlighter and highlight all the important takeaways so that you can really have it streamlined. What are all the things that I want you to know and all the essential things that I think are most important for you to think about, to really take into consideration, to really absorb and the steps to take to see all the vision that you have come to reality. So you can find the link in the show notes or you can go to slash book bonus. You can buy the book on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, but then just make sure you let us know that you bought the book so that we can send you all the goodies with the book bonuses. I want to talk about another huge thing that you have been doing, which is Maisie Media. And Mm -hmm. I want you to tell everyone why you created it and what it is.
1: Okay, what I realized when I first started podcasting, I have been listening to podcasts But then when I got into the space myself, I realized that it was very heavily white male dominated. Correct. These were the voices that we were hearing, telling us what to do and how to do it and what was best. Right. So I said, you know, why is this? And then as a black woman, I said, where do I fit into this space? Do I fit in? Like, how am I going to amplify my voice? How are people going to hear me? How are they going to know that this is here? Right. And for the longest, I just kind of sat on that. But then what I did also, I, I, I digress and forget that I did actually do this one thing. I created this whole directory and it was all women of color who had podcasts. I love so it. That people could go through and click and it's like, If you're like me and you're thinking, where are the other voices? Where's the diversity? Yeah, You can start here at least and click through and maybe find something new for yourself. That was awesome that you started, that you had that idea to just do that. That was awesome. Yeah. So I did that and it was like a hundred plus podcasts and the podcasters that I let know like, Hey, I included you on this list. FYI, they were ecstatic, right? So I kept getting tagged on all of these posts when people were looking for women-led podcasts. And I said, okay, you can either do something about this or you can just keep recognizing that it's happening and let people keep tagging you. Mm -hmm. So finally I said, okay, I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to create this podcast network and it's specifically for women and all the creators are going to be women of color and this is just what we're going to do. And so I did it and it's called Maisie Media. And we have um, about five different shows. We're actually launching a new show right now and it's called parenting decolonized so we're talking about things that people want to talk about but they may not always hear those conversations happening where they're looking for content and information currently i realized that a part of my role in this world is to have more difficult conversations mm-hmm. maybe to touch on the things that sometimes other people don't want to touch on like On my podcast, I did a whole series talking about women's empowerment being a scam. And it's like, nobody wanted to say that, but guess what? So many people came to me and said, I identify with what you're saying. Obviously, I don't think that all of women's empowerment is a scam, but I definitely think that there are elements where people are being taken advantage of. And the the true intention behind uplifting and really championing another woman is not there. Yeah,
0: we need to really do the real work to support each other. And you are doing exactly that. So that is awesome. Um, Now, I want to touch on a couple more things before you go. One piece Mm -hmm. is that because you come from the publicity world, I feel like I want to ask you because so many of our audience members, you know, they might come across you know, something that they want to do and get the really clear, like full body, yes, I want to do this. But then they start to feel this feeling of like, I feel so uncomfortable promoting myself. I feel like I want to hide behind that plant in the corner. (laughs) So what are your tips for publicity in a really authentic way, promoting ourselves in a way that actually works?
1: Sure. So the first thing that I want to say is if you feel uncomfortable promoting yourself, hire somebody that has the results that you want to see, they've already achieved these results and you get done what you need to get done. Now, if you cannot do that, this is the punch in the gut. This is the truth serum. It's going to be uncomfortable, but if you don't have the money, get out there and do it yourself. That's all you're. That is your only option. You're gonna have to suck it up. You're gonna have to swallow that discomfort. You're gonna have to eat all the negative feelings, and you're just gonna have to push yourself to do it anyway. So that's the reality check. Now, when you get out there and you're realizing I have to do this myself, start planning. Where do you think that you could show up and it would make a difference for you, and it would make a mark? A lot of people just want to blanket everybody with their product or service or their business. That's not the way to go. You want to strategically get in front of the people that are already aligned with the people you want to talk to. Mm -hmm. They already have their attention and this audience is already clamoring for whatever this person is doing or listening to whatever they're saying. You get in front of that audience. That just makes your job 10 times easier. And once you identify those people, you sit down and you make a plan. You write yourself some pitch letters. Pitch letters for media are very simple. It does not have to be complex because they don't have a lot of time to read your 10-page email anyway, right? Make the ask early on. Let them know the value, what's in it for them, and then show some proof like, hey, I've done X, Y, Z, or this is what people are saying, or X amount of people have already purchased this product whatever you need to do to prove it to them and then get out of there and, and thank them and, and let them know you'll follow up too. But don't be intimidated because people are doing this every day. The way that we're operating now is that more people are speaking up for themselves and pitching themselves than ever before. Now, I, I will say this, everybody's on Twitter. Most journalists are on Twitter. Then you find a website for them. Then you find an email address. You can pretty much find a lot of people's email address now if you're really intentional about looking for it. Just do some of the things that uh, may feel uncomfortable, but that you know actually if you push yourself to do it and if you really quit playing small, it would actually move the needle for you. Yeah,
0: totally. And I, I love it because what you're saying is so smart. And when people are listening, if they're really honest... The reason that nothing has worked is because they haven't done much. Like they probably just haven't even done that. It's massive action to get the result. And that's the thing is like everyone who's listening has beauty and wisdom and gifts to share. But the people who get there are just doing stuff. It's not that we know all the perfect ways to phrase it and do it. It's just the doing of it, the actual Doing of it.
1: You know, and you're making me think of one thing that I want to share because we're on this. If you're someone who is listening right now and you're hesitating or you're thinking, I'm not qualified, or you're thinking, who am I to bring this to the forefront, I want you to remember that we all have something special inside of us, right? But if you decide to sit on that Mm. and never let it come to the forefront, You're not only doing yourself a disservice. You are letting down a whole group of people Mm. who could have benefited from your skill sets, from your gifts, from what you had to give to this world because Mm. you were playing small. So if you don't have any other motivation to get out there and try, let it be because Mm. you have the potential to impact somebody that you don't even know. Mm. Who will be better off because you... Just swallowed your pride and swallowed your anxiety and all these feelings and actually got out there and showed up for them. Not even for you, for them. Show up for that person that you don't even know, that person who doesn't even know you yet, and give them your gifts because they deserve it and they need it.
0: Oh, God, I love that. That is so beautiful. So true. And think about like this. Not only all of the listeners from your show and the readers of your book, which is already so monumental, but starting a network for women of color, mm. like those women needed you. Yeah. And you had the courage to put your hand up and say, I'll lead, I'll try something. You didn't yeah. know if you had the perfect business plan for it. You didn't mm. know if you were the perfect person to do it, but no. you were willing to
1: have the courage to say, I'm going to do it. No, And you know what? Let me, let me also tell you this. It's intimidating and it feels, it feels scary, especially being a black woman in this world of media, women of color, period. We are extremely overlooked, right? Mm -hmm. And that's something that I I realized more recently, that is a larger problem, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, when I was deciding about the direction for this network, I knew that it would always be women-centric, but I was a little hesitant to say women of color, because I'm an inclusive person. I like to include everybody. I don't want a white woman to come across Maisie Media and say, oh my God, I can't listen to this because she said it's for women of color. No, I absolutely want her to come in, to immerse herself, to understand, to maybe be enlightened by some things she didn't know before, especially about somebody else's journey. But it was a really, I want to say hard, but uncomfortable, all these things to come out to the forefront and say, this is actually for women of color. Yeah. I hear that. I hear that.
0: And I'm glad that you shared that so vulnerably because it's beautiful that you let people into what that was like for you. And you are inclusive. That's why you're making a whole network for these women to have a voice. That doesn't mean that you're against anyone else. No, you're just trying to be more inclusive and raise the voices so that everyone's voice starts to come to the table. Yes, And it's beautiful. Thank you. I love what you're doing. You're such a stand for other people because you walk the walk. You really do. And that is so inspiring. So what do you want to leave people with today? You know, people are, we've already talked about so much good stuff. Do you want to tell them where they can find you? Is there one last piece of advice you have for
1: everyone before you sign off? Sure. My number one piece of advice, if you haven't picked it up by now, is quit playing small. Don't do yourself a disservice. Quit playing small. And the Quit Playing Small book is available on Amazon. You can find me at uh, ayanaangel.com and that's A-H-Y-I-A-N-A, angel.com. You can explore all things from there. And if you want to know more about Maisie Media or go and listen to some of the fab podcasts that we have over there, you can head over to maiziemedia.com and that's M-A-Y-Z-I-E media.com and we're also on instagram obviously i i really hang out on the switch pivot or quit account i don't know why but i don't really hang out on my personal account as much so you can hang out with me on the switch pivot or quit account or the Maisie media account and i tend to go live too from the switch pivot or quit Account and we have a really good time.
0: <laughs> I am sure you do, and yeah. I love it so much. That is awesome, and we will put links to all of that in the show notes so that people can uh, easily easily find it. Thank awesome. you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much, Kathy. I appreciate you. You are pure fire.
0: Thank you. That was so cool. Here are the takeaways. Number one, quit playing small. Number two, allow your voice to be heard. Allow yourself to be seen, even in the spaces you don't think you deserve to be. Number three, think in favor of yourself instead of against yourself. Act as if everything will go in favor of you. Number four, you're in control of the narrative. You can change the scroll. Number five, if something is pulling you in a direction, explore it. Try it on for size before you make the major decision. Number six, swallow the discomfort and put yourself out there. Start moving the needle for yourself. Number seven, we all have something special to share. If you just sit it out, you're letting down a whole group of people who could benefit from your gifts. They need it and they deserve it. All right, let's talk about your wins. So Jessica posted in the Facebook group and she said, After months of planning, research, recipe testing, and years of building up the confidence, my husband and I opened our home-based authentic British bakery on October 10th. Our hopes are to open our own brick and mortar spot where we live in Minneapolis. October 10th would have been my Nana's 90th birthday. She was a truly remarkable lady whose grace and ceaseless dedication to family will always be cherished through the memories of visiting her where she lived in England all her life. That's why we started this business. We're passionate about baking up British delights filled with the same warmth and love that Nana had, that love that is so familiar to all of us and our grandmothers. I'm sharing this with everyone because I know there are many of you out there who are afraid, afraid of taking a risk, of failing, of fill in the blank, I understand those fears, timing, circumstances, location. Yes, these are all key factors that might bind us to our office chairs and batter our belief systems just enough to where we convince ourselves once more that perhaps the day job is okay. But if you have a passion to serve others, if you aren't afraid to start small and build your story and dream each day, And if you really, truly care, I'm telling you, anything is possible. Thank you to Kathy and her podcast for so much of what I've learned for our business, for our life, and for realizing that the opposite of depression truly is purpose. It is amazing. My husband and I are so excited to serve our Twin Cities community and begin this brand new adventure together. Go out and get it done, my friends. I know you can do it. Jessica, that is so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I love the mission and the intention behind your baking business. And I 100% believe that your Nana is watching over you and smiling as all of this unfolds. She is so proud of how far you've come. Please keep us posted as you march forward towards that brick and mortar because I know you're gonna find your way. You all can go check out the yummy goods on Jessica's website and go say hi. You can find her at nanasbakeshop.com. That's Nana's Bake Shop, s h o p p e.com. Okay, here's the next win. Amy said, "My win is not focusing on the numbers in my new DIY self-care bath and body blog. I'm trying to see the joy in creating and putting myself out there. I had an illustrator reach out to me out of the blue and offer to make some illustrations for a future content piece I'm writing, my favorite pumpkin pie recipe. It made me realize we are all looking to connect and that we rise by lifting others." Amy, I love this and it is so true. So often we get caught up in the metrics and the followers, and we constantly compare ourselves with other people's numbers. And it's such a shame. But instead, I love how you're focusing on serving people. And then you see there are people right there ready to support and rally behind you. It sounds like you've already figured that out. And look how many doors it's already opening. Go give Amy some love, you guys. You can find her blog at mamasaidgoods.com. It's so awesome to be able to share your wins. So if you have something you want to share, you can post it in the Don't Keep Your Deja Facebook group. We would love to hear from you there. It is such a supportive group of almost 12,000 souls please make sure you subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. There's amazing interviews coming up and I don't want you to miss anything. Leave a review and a rating. I love to read what you guys are saying. And if you know someone who wants to quit playing small or wants to align more with their life's work, then send them this episode. Send them any episode that you love and let's help more people really shine their light in the world. It would mean the world to me if you guys would go ahead and buy a copy of the book, buy a copy of the book for a friend, buy a copy for yourself. If you buy two copies, you're going to get this free workshop I'm doing, which is two hours live on November 11th, the day before the book comes out on November 12th. So go ahead and buy your books. You can go to don'tkeepyourdaydrip.com slash book bonus to enter in your details so we can send you the information or you can find the link in the show notes. Buy a copy for yourself. Buy a copy for a friend. You will be helping me so much to make sure this message gets out there. I think that this book is really like my love letter to the world. And if you like this show, you'll be proud to share this book with your friends. But this workshop is going to be so helpful, packed with information on how to quit your day job and how to build the business. Whether you quit your day job already or you already quit and you need help in scaling it and knowing which action steps to take and how to hit those benchmarks, you're going to love this workshop. In addition to that, We are going to be sending you a link to all of the songs that I have played on this podcast, which you will also get for free when you buy the books. So go ahead and buy the books and you can get in on this bonus. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll leave you with a song and I'll talk to you on Monday.
2: don't. mm